Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the most magical time, the 1980s. For those who uh, don't quite remember where we left off, our three kids, Brandon, Oz, and Matea, uh, were at the house of their new friend, Stacy. Well, not her house. She appears to have been squatting in her uncle's house. And just before we cut off, I believe it was Brandon, maybe Oz, I honestly don't remember which one, uh, discovered the remains of a dissected bird on the kitchen table. Let's say it was Brandon. Yeah, I just kind of stop and, uh, what? Oh, yeah, that, that, um, he, he, he attacked me yesterday. I, I hit him with a, with a tennis racket and, um, well, I figured I'd, uh, use some of Uncle Donald's science stuff to see if I could figure out what was wrong with the birds. You know, yeah, you know there's something wrong with the birds. Yeah, right. Yeah, I just didn't expect to see it a play bird thing. You know, the tennis racket is a great idea, though. I never thought of using that to take down the birds. I mean, the the good news with the tennis racket is, uh, I mean, it's pretty easy to hit them because you can swing it and like it's pretty big, but um, it, it just kind of knocks them down. So I don't know. Like, you guys are a little younger, so I don't know if you want to get your hands dirty. I mean, it might be a little late for that. We we kind of already have. Oh, how how many have have you guys killed? Um. I wouldn't say dirty as in killed, but dirty as in we've handled them. Like physically touched and moved them around. Was it one or was it two? I can't even remember. It was one. Definitely one. There you go. One. I mean, should we be killing them? That seems seems like that's not the answer. There, there's definitely a lot more of them than there are of us, but uh, I figured I could learn learn something. I, you know, Uncle Donald's got all kinds of books about this kind of stuff. Oh, books. Books. Where? I'm good with books. I'm really good with books. Books aren't dead bodies. Where's books? He's got uh, books about how to take down birds with tennis rackets. Oh, we lost Brandon to books again. Uh, she'll, she'll point you towards... Um, like the back room, which looks to be set up as like an office or study. All right, I had my I head back there immediately, and I look for handwritten journals or things that might have been written by her uncle Donald more so than anything that would have been like a print book. All right, why don't you give me a notice roll? Where is my notice? I think that's what it was called. Or uh, I guess investigate. I was going to say, yeah, there's no there's no notice. Let's do investigate. All right. Uh, do, if you still have luck to burn, you can do that. Or you can take a condition to re-roll. I, or, have, um, I have a luck point. Okay. So that's just a re-roll, right? Yeah, straight re-roll. Uh, yeah, good enough. So you, you, you're you you're going through the office. Uh, <laughs> you, you find a lot of books about birds. Uh, a not a lot, but more than you would expect. Uh, a number of books about relationship advice. <laughs> but uh, yeah, eventually you do find uh, a journal 
Uh, it's actually uh, his diary. And it goes on and on about this uh, woman, Diane, and what a great scientist she is and how smart she is and how she's really helping Donald uh, advance his own uh, research. And uh, it definitely, it talks about the work they're doing out on Sentinel Island. Okay. Do I see anything in there that might give me an insight as to how to turn this off, essentially? It, anytime he starts talking about the work, the he, the narrative just kind of keeps looping, looping back around to Diane. Mm, she's probably the mad scientist. Got it. And then uh, Oz and Matea, why don't the two of you give me uh, investigate roles as well? Let's see what you guys notice as this is going on. All right, Oz, uh, you notice uh, there's a lot of photos around the house. Uh, pictures of famous scientists. You obviously wouldn't know who they are, but you recognize the pictures from those books that uh, you're supposed to read. But uh, you kind of focus on the pictures. So that's why you, you recognize who these people are. And this one woman who you don't recognize keeps popping up in a lot of the pictures as well. Are the pictures older or current modern the, the pictures of her are definitely current yes are they the only current pictures that i notice around uh yeah as a matter of fact okay is he in any of the pictures with her oh sorry let me rephrase do i know what he looks like you do not are there any pictures there of him like a graduation picture or something like that that i notice uh, I wouldn't say you notice, but uh, if you like, you could always ask Stacy. She probably knows what he looks like. Well, that's what I was going to say if you if there wasn't an obvious one. So I'm just going to call over and say, Stacy, is there a picture here of your uncle? And she'll come over and she'll look at the pictures with you. And she's like, well, none of them are pictures of Uncle Donald. Uh, they're all about other stuff going on at the loop. And like you like, you'd see a lot of them are uh, this woman. Uh, receiving awards or, uh, you know, like birthday parties, you know, typical office stuff, really. But of course, when your office is a crazy scientist place, it's a little different. And she points out that in the background of most of them, that's Uncle Donald. I'm going to tap the frame, the, the, the picture of one of them that has that woman in it and say she's in a lot of these. She your aunt or us. Does he like her? Oh, that that's probably Diane. She talks about him a lot. I I think he really likes her. Sorry, she talks about him a lot or he talks about her a lot? I'm oh, sorry, I, I might have said that wrong. He talks about her a lot. Okay. Have you ever met her? No. Um, it's actually been a while since I've visited Uncle Donald. We talk on the phone a lot, though. When was the last time you spoke with your uncle? A few months ago, uh, right before I came out here. Okay. Is, and if I look around just a little bit more on the walls, say, with the exception of the books, which ran and stuff, I'm seeing pictures. Am I seeing anything else? Am I seeing music? Am I seeing instruments? Am I seeing, you know, awards? Any Anything like that that could be useful? Well, uh, I think that kind of ties into what Matea found. Uh, he's got a, a large collection of VHS tapes. Uh, most of them look like rentals. Uh, they're probably way overdue by this point if he hasn't been home in a while. And uh, 
a bunch of them are actually that uh, the TV series that the guy you guys met last time uh, was the host of. Uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, Boyd, yeah, Dr. Boyd, uh, his uh, nature show and a very heavily used copy of The Birds. Of course. Oh. Uh, I'm curious to ask as well, uh, is there any opened mail around so we could just figure out the last known date that he was in the house? It's one of those places that's got like the mail slot in the front door and you can see there's a pretty big pile there. Uh -huh. uh, State, you know, Stacy doesn't typically use the front door, so it's just kind of accumulating. But there's no open mail anywhere just to see like the last known date he was in the house, right? Like a bill or something? Uh, nothing you can find. Like, there's a lot of, it, it looks like when he left, he left in a hurry. So there's a lot of just kind of stuff everywhere. It's not, it, it would take you a, a while to like search through and find, you know, the most recent one if you really wanted to. Okay. So, but the lights are still on. So somebody's paying the bill. Yeah. Uh, the journal, does it give a last name for Diane? It does. Uh, Diane's last name is Peterson. Great. Uh, without saying anything to anybody, I just go over to the phone that's generally on the wall in a house. I'm assuming there is one here. Yep. In the kitchen. Um, I, I pick up the phone off the hook. Does it have a dial tone? It does. I keep hitting zero for operator. And it, it, eventually you get through. Hi, I was wondering if I could get the listing for a Diane Peterson. And I give the city and county and all that stuff as necessary. It's like, okay, uh, Peterson, Peterson. Um, I, I, I'm showing a, a Daniel Peterson uh, and a, a, a Diane Peters, uh, but I'm not showing a current listing for a Diane Peterson in Boulder City. Uh, it might be Peters. Can I have that address, please? I, I thank you so much. Yeah, sure. And she'll give you some random address. And yes. Uh, any, would you like me to connect you, young man? Yes, please. Yeah, so the phone rings a couple times. And then I hang up before anybody picks up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, just want, I just wanted to make sure that the line was active. <laughs> well, there seems to be no Diane Peterson in Boulder, but there's a Diane Peters. Does that sound familiar? Uh, I don't think that was her name. No. I'm hmm. going to look at um, the pictures a little closer on the walls. Do I see any of them close enough that I'd be able to tell if she's wearing a wedding band? Probably, and you don't see anything like that. Okay. Uh, Stacy will tell you, though, that, well, um, Last time I talked to Uncle Donald, she said Diane had left this, or I'm sorry, he said Diane had left the city. The last time you spoke to your uncle, how did he sound? Did he sound happy? Did he sound upset? Do you, does anything maybe possibly stick out like a sore thumb the last time you spoke with him? I, I mean, he was angry at his boss. Uh, I, I think something bad happened with Diane, but uh, he was also a little happy about it because that meant that, uh, it, he could work with her more closely. Do you remember the name of that boss by chance? Uh, no, uh, Uncle Donald really couldn't tell me those things. All good, that's fine. I just kind of sit down at the uh, the table and just kind of like 
mumble about wishing that this was actually like the D and D world, so I could just cast a locator spell and be done with this shit. Do you just have like a D twenty sitting in your pocket? Of course I do. So my roll backpack, it, just for fun. Type uh, go into chat slash roll one D twenty. Okay. So I, I lift my head up and look at Matea and, and Jackson. I got nothing. Uh, I I do remind you though, uh, in the diary you found, it did point you towards Sentinel Island. Sure. That's like really far out there, though. Like, I, can we get there without anybody noticing we're gone? I'm asking Matea and Jackson. I mean, we play the role of there's a sleepover and I'm having a slumber party with my girlfriends, Brenda and Jen- Jennifer, and maybe that'll go well. Um, there, There's one possible flaw with that. Um. I, I don't sleep over other people's houses, so we'd 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 have to sneak out or lie to my parents, which I am not really comfortable with. What if I kidnap you? You it's wouldn't be lying. Idea. I feel very conflicted right now because that would solve. That's a yes. That would solve the problem, but I would still feel really terrible. But it would not be your choice, and I have made exactly. It. So what time but now we're getting to the out? existential crisis of, yes, it is, because you told me about it before doing it. Therefore, it is my choice whether to get... Ah! Uh, Oz, why don't you give me a lead role? Do I have a look? Uh, I think you have a luck. I don't know if you spent it. Uh, let's assume you didn't. No, we di- no I didn't, because I see it here. I also have two luck points if you need them. Give me a second. Let me... Give me a second here. I mean, the fact that we're informing you about this, Brandon, it's less of a kidnapping and more of a hostage situation. Can I try something? Always. Hold on, I'm reading something, dude. Give me a second. (laughs) No problem. I I know that takes Oz a while. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Right now, that's hitting a little close to home. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to walk over to where Brandon's sitting and say, okay, Brenda, and I'm going to wrap my arms around his torso like in a big bear hug and kind of lift him off the chair and say, see, do you feel like you have a choice now? And that was two successes. Well, Brandon, how do you want to react to this? I mean, my normal way to react to this is to go complete dead fish. Brandon seems to be complying with the plan. I'm going to gently put him back in his chair and say, see, you can feel better. You're not doing anything wrong here. I am. I just kind of like have this big frowny face on right now. I mean, if that's the plan we're going out of character, if that's the plan we're going with, then that's fine. Like I have no say in that. That's perfectly okay. All right. So are we doing that? What time are we heading out then? I mean, it was getting like late afternoon when you guys got here, if I'm remembering correctly. So yeah. you can head out kind of overnight or you can wait until tomorrow well why don't we all head back to our individual homes and we'll all meet up by the docks i guess round bedtime and i'll have brandon in a backpack sounds good to me all right uh that's that's fine uh stacy is interested but she's kind of afraid I don't think she's going to join you guys. We didn't invite her. 
<laughs> Even better. All right. So when you guys go home, is there uh, any scenes you want to play out before you head out? I'm going to check in with my sister and see that she has eaten because if it's past supper time kind of thing and make sure that she's all right, assuming that my mother is working another double and explain to her that I'm going to be heading out a little later. And if she needs something, not to panic, just relax and I'd be back soon. Yeah, she's got like a microwave dinner and uh, there's a, a tape playing of, you know, one of her favorite movies or something. Yep, no problem. That's, it's not a long interaction. It never has to be. Yeah, she, she knows. Um, who's in my house right now? Uh, who do you want to be at your house right now? I'd rather my sister. Okay. Yeah, she's probably uh, getting ready to head out. Hey, Lena, just a heads up, you know, I'm going to be out late tonight. Um, there's a, a show happening. Uh, I'm going to go meet up with a couple friends, get some pizza, go to the show. Don't wait up. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't, um, just don't piss off mom. Uh, it, you don't say anything. I won't say anything. I'll leave a note. And you could tell she's putting on like her nice lipstick. She's probably heading out on a date. It's him again, isn't it? You're you're too young to worry about that. Just leave me alone. It's like kind of like shove you out of the room and close the door. Just a heads up. Put on a little too much perfume. Smell like a hussy. And I walk away. Hey, Brandon, is there anything you want to do? Not really. I'm just trying to keep my head down and just stay like unobtrusive so that my family like just thinks everything is normal. I mean, you don't exactly have a history of this sort of thing, so they have no reason to believe you're up to anything. They just sure you know, but I, those kids. They assume yeah. you're a good kid at all the time. I I mean intellectually out of character, we know that. My character is absolutely terrified that his parents are psychic. And knows everything he does, especially his dad, who is a fucking superhero. <laughs> so, yeah, I just kind of like, you know, eat my dinner, do whatever I got to do, and just kind of like wander off. All right. Yeah. So if you'd like, we can then uh, just skip ahead to you guys meeting up at the docks. Can I really quickly just do one thing and grab my denim jacket with my back patch before I go? I, I didn't know you left it behind in the first place. Well, I just remembered, so just saying. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, you guys arrive at the docks. I mean, there's still plenty of activity going on. It's a popular place to spend a summer evening. You know, some not many families, mostly, you know, older couples at this point. I mean, older, anybody over the age of like 18 is an older couple to you guys. I'm hoping that somebody planned how we're getting to this island. Yeah, I totally did. I made a phone call while I was at home. And I asked the record store guy, Radon, if we could hitch a ride with him to just get dropped off somewhere. He gives us a drive to the harbor. And then I check to see if there's any available boats so we can go over. Yeah, most of the ferries don't run out to the islands at night. But are there any spare boats there that we could row over? Or how long would it take us to do that? I mean, there's plenty of boats. Which one do you own? I didn't say I owned any of them. How dark is dark right now? 
dark enough. Let's put it that way. And how many people are around? Plenty, but they're not paying attention to some punk kids. Okay, I'm going to go on the furthest of the docks away from people and have a scan of the boats that are there. Do I see any that have that are small fishing boats that have a motor in them? Absolutely. I'm going to unmoor one of them and look at the, the other two. Is nobody coming? I'm following right behind you. I'm being quiet because this is me being sneaky. All right. I just kind of like solemnly get on the boat. All right. I'm going to start it up. <laughs> You're a hostage in this situation, Brandon. You have no say. Exactly. All right. So I do I have to roll something or we're just going to assume I can start it up and go? Uh, why don't you make me a tinker check? Okay. I am... You can't quite figure it out. I can so. tinker. <laughs> Give me a second. I got this. Matea is able to to figure out how to start up the motor and get everything running. Yeah, it's like will, a microwave. I will look at her and nod and smile. It's just like a microwave. I'm proud. Man, I could go for some pizza rolls right now. All right, let's go. <laughs> so, uh, thankfully, Brandon is the the prepared one. So, I I know he has a map of the area. Oh yeah. I think you even said like you were gathering up all that stuff last time. Yeah, I had it before we made our first way out there. Yeah. So Brandon's definitely able to to guide you guys. So you go around Big Boulder Island, which is where you were last time with the giant pigeon's nest. And you kind of just sail off into the the darkness uh, before you see Sentinel Island. It's not a uh, terribly occupied island, uh, but there's like some radio towers and uh, ways that you can kind of orient yourselves towards the island. Okay, is there a dock that I can go to, or is there like a sandy beach area that I can kind of prop the boat up against? Yeah, the dock is definitely made for for larger boats than what you have, but uh, yeah, you can easily beach it. Okay, well, I'll beach it somewhere that's reasonably close to the dock, but not so close that it's immediately seen kind of thing. And then I'll tie it up to a tree nearby or something. Yep, absolutely. And actually, just in case, I'm going to call Brandon over and say, is that not going to hold the boat? I don't know. I take a look at it. Will it? It seems like it. You weather's pretty mild. It, it's not going to be a problem. All right. Should be fine. Excellent. Let's row. Right behind you. I don't know where the fuck we're going. One of you is going to lead. Well, I mean, I guess... You're the hostage. Please lead. Uh, I guess I start moving forward. All right. Uh, any idea what you're looking for? Uh, if it was a mad scientist that I was thinking we're looking for, I'm looking for like a bunker space or a building that looks like it might lead to an underground uh, like shelter of some sort. Um, or even better, since we're trying to track birds, do I just see an excessive amount of bird poop leading me in any one direction? Uh, sounds like I think everybody's going to want to make an investigate roll, and then we'll see how this works out. Uh, yeah, since it was your idea, I think we'll go with the bird poop thing. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you, you start to get a bit of a trail, and like as you approach uh, 
near the the center of the island uh there's like a, a break in the trees and there is a massive machine in the middle of the island uh, you would recognize it as a magnetrine freighter so what that is is with the scientific advancements made possible by the loop uh, overland shipping is done through these massive essentially floating barges that use uh, the earth's magnetic field to essentially hover and one of them broke down here that seems really odd um Brandon, why don't you give me a comprehend test? Remember that weird piece of metal Oz found in the bird's nest? It's part of this. It was a license plate with uh, the serial number of this ship. Okay, hold on. Back up for a moment there. These things are used for what again? Uh, overland shipping. So instead of giant 18-wheelers on the highways, it's essentially a large boat that can hover over land through magnetic power. Okay, but it is both land and over water. Yeah, I mean, anywhere there's a magnetic field, which is, yeah, yeah. well, everywhere. Okay, all right. So if the birds tore a piece of it off for the nest, there's a very good chance that there are still birds in it. Probably a good chance it's been there for a while, too. What kind of state of decay is it in? It's definitely been here for a while. It's clearly non-functional. It's it's rusted out. It's you guys know it was kind of a big story when it happened because these things don't typically break down. There was nothing in the stories about what it was carrying, was there? It was something boring. I, you know who cares? It, I, I, not not relevant to mad science or birds. Let's put it that way. Yeah, but why would the birds take pieces of it? That seems weird. Curiosity is getting the better of Brandon. I start making off towards the mag the magnet train. I'm going to follow behind him. I'm going to follow the both of them. So uh, all three of you can give me sneak tests. That was an accident. Well, your zero changed to a zero, so I'm going to let it stand. Okay. <laughs> but he's got so, his eye on you. <laughs> so Oz, <laughs> like you notice that Brandon and Matea are definitely making a bit of noise as you're approaching more so than you would be happy with okay guys keep it down it's hard to maneuver in these reeboks i just kind of like don't say anything still moving forward though i think i'm perfectly stealthy all right so um once you guys get close to the ship and you see that there's kind of like a rusted out hole like obviously you know the openings for the the freighter are not at ground level it's it's kind of like a ship where there's a dock that it that it goes to so there's no easily accessible places to enter from here but uh there is a kind of like a large rusted out hole in the side that you might be able to get through but there's a like a big metal beam blocking the way doesn't look like there's any other points of entry or egress not that you can notice at this point now hmm I, I kind of look to Oz. This is more his arena of uh, expertise. You really think there's going to still be something that we can use in this old thing that's been scavenged over, not just by birds, but by people over the years? Could be a clue. Okay, run me through how this pole is blocking the thing. Or 
painted in a picture I can understand in comparison to a transport or a car or something. Yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't call it a pole. Like it's it, it's a piece of the machine that's kind of like fallen. It looks like it could have been placed there like a, to try and hide the hole. But you're pretty sure if you really wanted to, you could muscle up and move it aside. Then I do just that. So give me a force test. Are you fucking kidding me, bitch? Oh. It is moving. Uh, I So, again, you've used your luck. So at this point, your options are to uh, take a condition. Or this could probably be a good point where you could check your pride, which is that I think you can take a beating, which is if you can narratively describe that, you can get an automatic success. He wouldn't. No, I'll take the injury condition. And All right, so you like, you like grab it and oh, you know cut your yeah. hand on the metal or something? Either a cut or a serious bruise from impact from hitting it is what I was thinking. Like if it's bad enough that it kind of hurt, say, his left elbow because he was charging into it, then that'll slow him down later on too. Yeah, sounds good. Shit, so I got to roll again though. Yeah, check off the condition and repeat the roll. Thank God. There you go. That's, that's <laughs> enough. <laughs> like you're able to push it aside just enough to, to make room for the other two to get in, and then you can like sneak in yourself before it drops back into place. Is there any light in there at all? Nothing. Okay. Yeah, I reach into my backpack and pull out the three headlamps that I grabbed from Dad's stash because he's a mechanic, um, and I just kind of put the headlamp on, turn it on, and then hand one to Matea and one to jackson you're such a good hostage hostages can be prepared too i guess um yeah so poke around and look for anything weird anything that like a normal human being wouldn't have like cared about well from now that you're inside you can kind of hear a hum of machinery coming from up above really like something like something still functioning yeah I try to follow the sound. I will have kept the, the light thing in my hand instead of putting it on my head, and I'm just kind of scanning all over the place. Do I see any, well, birds that could be dangerous if there's a crap load of them there or any other animals or anything like that suspicious? Uh, none of them appear to be hanging around, uh, at least this part of the ship. Um. Can I check if there's any dangerous spots, like places where we could potentially injure ourselves? Not necessarily like a trap per se, but like something where we may trip or something we need to be careful for. You're you're in a crashed ship full of rusted metal, so yeah, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of the aesthetic of this place. Yeah, I just I didn't know if there was like any anything uh, liquid material that might be dripping that could be toxic or something like that. I, it would stand to reason that if they left the ship here uh, as a wreck, they salvaged or removed anything that would harm the environment. But it was probably just too expensive to get rid yeah, of the ship itself. Yeah, because these people care about the environment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this this They're mutating ship birds. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but what I'm saying is the company that owned the freighter when it crashed, they they at least cleaned up and made sure that, you know, they don't want to get sued. They got to handle their business. It's not great, but it's not toxic. I think we're all still following Brandon right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm 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 hell for broke want to find where the sound is coming from. Mm-hmm. So you, you follow it upwards, like you know, it takes a little while to figure out the ship. Like there's you know, obviously like a little diagram of of you know the floor plan. So you're able to figure out without too much trouble how to navigate through. You end up hitting a couple dead ends where, you know, just stuff is broken and having to turn around and loop back around. So you guys are wandering through the ship for a fair amount of time uh, before you finally uh, get to near the top level, uh, right around where the cockpit would be uh, or the, uh, whatever the hell to call the thing on a ship. Where the helm. The helm. That's the one. That's the word. You're welcome. <laughs> Like in the actual book, it says it's a cockpit. And I was like, a boat wouldn't have a cockpit. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> uh, and like, you, you guys are like crouched down around the corner looking. You could see there's like light coming from down the hallway. You see some blinking lights on what looks like to be some sort of machinery or computers. Something's going on up there. Can we hear anything other than mechanical sounds? Do we hear footsteps? Do we hear somebody talking to themselves, whispering, whatever? Nothing. No I, no birds, no people. I turn off my headlamp. Yeah, from, from here you wouldn't need them. They're, it's actually yeah. lit. How far away is the source of the sound from where we're standing? Yeah, 30 feet or so. Like, it's down the hallway. Okay, well, I'll just walk up ahead and walk down towards it. All right, so once you guys get in here, uh, you see there's what was originally the helm of the ship has largely been torn apart and repurposed for, near as you can tell, mad science. Uh, there's a generator running. All kinds of like bizarre metal arms look like they have uh, surgical tools attached to them. Uh, there's actually like bird feeders all over the place, feathers and poop and you name it, but nothing currently uh, occupying it. This is where you're able to figure out whatever's been going on has been originating from from here. Uh, I just kind of look back at Jackson and kind of like cock my head to the side and silently go, yeah, told you so. Very quickly, Jackson's going to look around the entire room that we're in. Is there any other point of entry at all, be it on the floor, a, a panel, or another door, or on the ceiling anywhere? Uh, you do see there's, I mean, like, windows. The, the roof at this point is, like, largely open from being rusted out. And there's a couple doors that probably lead to, like, storage cabinets or something to that effect uh, across the room. Okay, I'm going to say to them, be careful. And I'm going to quickly, I'm going to take the chain out from underneath my shirt and I'm going to check those other doors. I'm, I'm looking for somebody. Is there, am I hearing any sounds before I open the doors? Uh, why don't you make an investigate check? Seems clear. Fair enough. He opens the first door with the chain ready. Uh, first door is looks to be like cleaning supplies, like old busted up brooms and mops and stuff. Okay. While he's while he's doing that, I reach into my backpack and I pull out uh, a couple water pistols that I took that are filled with a mixture of water and black pepper, and I give one to Matea. I take it, I hold on to it, 
And if anybody anybody comes at us, aim for the eyes. It'll sting like a motherfucker. Uh, okay. Okay. Do you want to head over to the other door, Oz? Did I hear this exchange? Probably. I wasn't yeah. very quiet about it. I'll kind of look surprised and then just kind of nod and go to the door. <laughs> and if I didn't hear anything the first time, I'm guessing that you don't want another roll or it was the same thing. Hey, you, you're more than welcome to uh, make another investigate. Son of a bitch. I got to get my hearing checked. Seems fine. I open the door. And at that point, you're uh, kind of bowled over from a large, dirty man rushing out. And you catch a glimpse of what appears to be like a bedroll inside the closet. And uh, he's going to come yell, kids, get out of here. There's no place for you. Start spraying. Like, I, like the minute I see him contact Jackson, I'm like, I'm shooting with the score gun. I run to Jackson and try to get up to this dude's face as fast as possible just so that he doesn't get harmed. I would have jumped, I would have rolled, and if I was had any consciousness left, would have been jumping on the guy's back with the chain around his neck. All right, so here's uh, where we enter the phase of the game known as Extended Trouble. Uh, this is the showdown, uh, essentially the, the, the boss fight, <laughs> if you will. So at this point, you all have a moment to make a plan. The boss fight is against a hobo. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling this ain't no hobo. Um, I honestly think Jackson is probably the best distraction. And I think we need to disable this guy. And I, I really think that like getting my concoction into his eyes is going to give us enough time for him to not be able to swing or touch us that we can take him down. And Jackson has a lovely chain, which would be really, really great to wrap around his legs and or hands. I would give anything to have my base right now so I can whack him with a guitar. All right, I'm with you. All right. How tall is this guy? He's an adult male. Fair enough. So bigger than you. Not necessarily by much, because I'm yeah, I mean, 14. Yeah, you're, you're not a small kid, but at the end of the day, he, he's no yeah. pushover. So, so the way this works is there is a threat level. Uh, since you guys botched your sneak rolls leading up to this place, uh, he is not surprised. So the threat level is three times the number of kids. So you need to reach a threshold of nine to win this encounter. Uh, okay. All three of you can make an action. And uh, we'll see how many successes you get and go from there. So, so we can Oz choose any, just choose the highest one clearly. Like, but, sneak for me is my highest or force. Right, but it's a matter of how are you going to use your sneak to get out of the situation. Like, there's there's many options available to you. So uh, we do have to fit it narratively in is what yes. you're saying. Okay. Well, I mean, you, 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 don't, you don't necessarily have to fight him. Like, there's... Oh, I'm, at, on, at I'm, point, on, I'm on his back with my chain around his right. neck. Force body makes sense. It, it absolutely does. But I'm saying not all of you have to fight right. him. Uh, right. Your, your main goal here is just to end the threat of the birds. So that might be by beating up the scientist. It could be messing with the machinery. There's anything you can think of to get a total of nine successes over the course of this encounter is what we're looking for. Um, 
I'm going to try to comprehend something. Looking at the dirty hobo, does this look like the man that was standing in the background of the photos of our friends? Uh, oh, it, it's 100% Uncle Donald, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, so I'm going to try to distract him and calm him down by saying, oh, God, what was her name? Stacy. Stacy? Well, you know, Stacy or Diane, which one are you going after? Stacy. Okay. Um, Mr. Donald, you realize that the birds attacked Stacy, right? Your nef- your niece? All right, so let's get a, uh, I think that'd be a charm roll. I'm trying to think of if that would be the best bet. Um, charm or calculate, one or the other. I'll let you use calculate. Sure, why not? I think he wanted to charm her. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll take a condition to reroll the the calculate then. Okay. Uh, I'm absolutely terrified. Yeah, because, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. All right, we've got one, so he he is slightly distracted by that. Uh, so we're gonna give Oz and Matea a chance to do something. I am going to run over by the machinery and tinker with it to see if I could try to figure out some way to stop it or turn it off. All right, sure thing. Not not going too well. It doesn't doesn't appear to be your. I'm super. I'm angry like, at this point. I'm, I feel like Matea and I have swapped roles, and we probably should be doing what the other one was doing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that probably would have been a better plan. At this point, I said you had that opportunity. <laughs> at this point, I, I turn to Matea and be like, "Reverse, <laughs> swap." So I run back to him, and be like, "Do you know how many people are being hurt by this right now? Have you any idea what danger you're causing for others, including your niece? What could possibly happen to Diane too?" I think for you that would definitely be charm, or empathy, whichever one. Uh, yeah, whichever whichever you have is better. Either charm or empathize. Yeah, they're both good. Motherfuck! <laughs> I'm gonna surprise, get Puerto Rican. Surprise! I'm gonna get Puerto Rican on him and be like, uh, "Don't you realize this could potentially hurt Diane? Is that what you want? Is that what you want?" And I'm gonna use the angry condition to reroll. Okay, so we're now at two out of nine successes. All right, and I'm going to try to understand what the machinery is doing. All right, well, like, we're going to give Oz a chance yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for his action first. There, there's no initiative per se. All right. So, Oz, you're trying to restrain him. Yep. So that's four so far. All right, so the good news is we'll round up and say you reached half the threshold of nine, so you don't outright fail. <laughs> But uh, you're also not entirely stopping him. Like he reaches over and hits a button. And you hear like this loud kind of like piercing screech. Okay. Uh, And I'm going to scream over at Brandon and say, can't you just unplug the damn thing? That's what I'm working on doing. Meanwhile, I will yell out, there's bird seed in my backpack. So uh, you, you guys will have another round of actions to do something before the birds get here. All right. I am good. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, I am going to try to understand the machinery so that I can shut it down. So comprehend. Uh, either comprehend or probably program. Comprehend. That's it's just a better stat for me. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, either one would, would have worked in the, in the situation. All right, so um, 
since you're that's just kind of like a setup to your action uh, mm -hmm. I, I have a feeling you want to make a tinker test is what i'm hearing yeah all right so you can make a tinker test and add an extra okay <laughs> just roll another d6 to see if you manage to get another success nope uh, no no not not happening all right so we are now at i believe six successes uh, as Brandon is starting to break down the machine, like you hear like the the noise that it's making kind of like starts to squelch out and fade a bit. Uh, so Oz and Matea, you you have options available to you. What is the move body skill? Uh, that's for like running away or jumping, so that sort of stuff. So, you know, moving, running. Which way would the birds enter? Probably through the giant hole in the roof would be a good idea. Oz is going to scream at Matea, get the bird seed out of Brandon's backpack and start laying it over there and I'll point away from us. All right, then I'm going to use my move action to run and grab the bird seed and push it out there. That sounds good. All right, that brings us to six successes. <laughs> Oz, uh, what, what, are, what is your plan here? Has he turned around yet and tried to to get to me? Yeah, he's got like one arm over his over his shoulder. Uh, and actually, I forgot, since you're using your chain, you actually get a two dice bonus to this. To everything that just happened or to just uh, do well, certain things? When you're using your iconic item, you get a bonus of two. So you can see so on your character sheet where your chain is and there's a little drop down there. You can pick one of those skills and roll using your iconic item. So go ahead and give me another force test. We'll kind of retcon that first roll using that uh, iconic item bonus. I'm sorry. I I don't see what you mean about the iconic bonus. On the right-hand side of your character sheet, uh, right below where it has like your age and gender, you have your iconic item that's listed there, right? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Right. You, this is something you picked when you created the character as being your thing. So if you pick the drop down to the right, you can pick any of the skills that are there. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And then click the dice to the right of that, and it adds that bonus into the list. Now it's using the item, not being equipped or wearing the item, correct? I mean, it, again, if you can narratively uh, justify it, uh, I can allow it. Something went weird when I did that on my screen, and the text is all I, overlaid on itself. Yeah, it, I think it's just more text than the, the little box is capable of handling, but ultimately it was one success. Okay, so my other one was better. Yeah. Well, fuck that. We're going to give you <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll, we'll keep the two successes from before. I just wanted to give you that option. I'll use uh, it and... now because I'm still using mm -hmm. the chain. And you said that I am small, smaller than him. So, again, he's going to be a scrappy guy as well, kid. So he's going to use his size to his advantage and using the sneak thing, kind of move around and stay behind him as much as he can, watching out for elbows and whatnot from behind while still using the chain to try to hold him down. So you want to make a sneak test using the chain is what, what you're saying? That is exactly what I'm saying. I think that's a good idea. Let's try that. Well, it's still only one. All right. So that brings us to a total of seven successes. So at this point, uh, between the three of you, if you, you can now spend conditions to reach the threshold of nine. So between the three of you, if you check off two more conditions, you can essentially win the showdown. Well, I, I could take either broken or exhausted very easily. Well, broken is the last thing. If you're broken, you're, you're gone, essentially. All right. Well, I'll take exhausted. That, that could, makes sense. 
I could take scared. I mean, I don't know how the situation's going to turn out. Uh, I'm, I don't know where the birds are going to come in or how many are going to come in. So I could see myself being scared. And I'm going to take angry because this whole situation is just pissing me off. Like, I'm already scared. I'm already angry. This guy just summoned birds to eat us. What the heck is going on? Why is this happening? Why am I here? Why? Those all sound very good to me. <laughs> That's because you're a psychotic bastard. <laughs> so, yeah, Donald is freaking out. Uh, you know, he, he's worried about his niece, but also upset that, you know, you kids are messing with his super science. The machine is jacked up at this point. Uh, you've managed to slow down the birds thanks to the bird seed. So at this point, all that's left is to escape. So uh, you can make, I'm going to let you make either move tests to just run away or force tests to like fighting retreat since you have your water guns and all that. So whichever is good for each of you, uh, I, I would roll that. What are the options again? Force, move. Force or move, yeah. yeah. Doesn't really matter for me. Fuck yeah. God bless move. So I think, Oz, at this point, that would be a good good uh, time to check your pride of being able to take a beating as you're, like, covering the other two as you guys are running away. Exactly what I was thinking. And that's enough because you'll have three successes between the three of you, which is enough to do it. <laughs> So yeah, you you leave that chaos behind and and you run away. This is our you know, victorious kids have beaten the mad scientist moment. Uh, why, why don't you guys describe to me how how the flight from the ship goes? What kind of shape are you in, Brandon? Uh, I'm angry. I'm scared. I don't want to be here anymore. I really just want to go home. Can you remind me, Joe? How big is uh, is Brandon? Uh, he is about five foot two and really, really like weighs nothing. Okay. I'm going to, as we're running, clearly we're all heading towards the boat. I'm just going to put my hand out and say, give me the bag. I can carry it for you. All right. I'll toss in my bag. And then we're just going to hightail it to the boat. I'm going to point to Matea in the boat. She'll know that means you started it last time. You're up. Got it. I won't make you guys roll for starting the boat or anything again, but yeah, you guys can be heading back to the mainland perfectly fine. Or you can roll for it and do it anyway, because yeah. Oh, sorry. Fuck yeah. Way to go, Matea. <laughs> I would like to point out, that was a total of one die she rolled, because she had three and lost two due to conditions, and she still nailed the roll. Nice. Wow, yay. <laughs> I immediately just run to the boat, I turn it on, uh, first thing, who's the first person that's running towards me? Is it Brandon? Yeah, Brandon's going to be, well, we'll be pretty close because I'll be keeping him right beside me. All right. I just grab him by his wrist or his hand. And I just say, come on, get in. And then I'll just grab Oz as well. And I'll actually hold him for a second and be like, asshole, you scared the shit out of me. And then I'll give him a huge hug. And then I'll make him sit on the boat. Yep, pretty much. That That's fine. He just goes along with it. I'm going to make sure that when we get back that I put the boat back where we got it from. And as you guys are, are making your way back to the docks, like you can see whatever Brandon did to that machine definitely caused some sort of chain reaction. And there's like explosions and sparks and angry birds. It, it, that's definitely going to draw some attention. Yay. I did good. 
Go see if he makes the papers. I'll kind of just look at it quietly, just kind of staring at all the fire explosions. So is everybody just gonna kind of head back home, or what? What? What's our What's our victory condition here? I thought you were gonna wrap us up. <laughs> I mean, I am, but I, I'm giving you guys opportunities. To... I mean, I think we go back to the layer at this point because I'm sure what Jackson, you told your parents you're sleeping at my place, or they don't even know, right? They don't know. I was yeah. heading back to check. Mom's working a night shift, so there's nobody to tell really. Yeah, I'll probably go back to the layer too. So you gotta you gotta be somewhere till morning anyway. Yep. I'm so. actually going to wave at them and say I'm actually gonna head home and head back to to his place. Really? Yes, because his sister's alone at home. Gotcha. I mean Oz doesn't say that, but nope. that's right. So I, I think what would be good here would be to just kind of move ahead to maybe the next morning you guys meet back up at Brandon's. Sure. Unless anybody objects. No, I'll actually come over and I'll actually come over with a copy of the morning newspaper. Yeah, so I, I see you guys are, you know, in the basement. You've got the newspaper. Brandon, you probably have like a news report on. Yeah. It's talk, talking about, uh, you know, renegade scientist from the loop, uh, Mr. Donald Dixon. Uh, has turned himself in uh, for after leaving his his job at the loop after quitting uh, he was running his own experiments uh, out of Sentinel Island that was causing uh, problems with the birds uh, unfortunately like you know they can't fix the birds <laughs> uh, but uh, without the machine and without uh, Donald that they're probably not going to last very long let's put it that way uh, so the threat seems to be over, especially with Stacy in that tennis racket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, and you know, the initial reports, obviously the, inter the, the press isn't going to be able to interview the guy, but, uh, the police statement is that he is taking complete responsibility for the actions. Well, that's all that problem, I guess. It's kind of. I just kind of flop back down into the chair and sigh really big. Is it weird that I kind of feel bad for this guy, even after all the shit he pulled? Yes. Yes, it is. I normally wouldn't say this, but yeah. Yeah, it is. This is a win for us. It's gonna it make is. It's going to make one hell of a tabletop session, I can tell you that. But... Uh... Brandon, can you hand me one of those D20 dice? Maybe I'll actually learn how to play one of these days. He has a, already a set like that he made for you, like of dice, like ready to go. There's a character sheet. There's a hand-painted miniature. Yep. Sir Reginald? Who's that? Oh, he's a real dick. You'll love hey, him. Hey, no. <laughs> There's a fucking line. All right. That was not just crossing it. That was pole vaulting over it. I'd only play girl characters anyway. Shut up. Just shut the fuck up, Joe. So I think that's a, a good place for us to wrap here as uh, Brandon and Matea are you know, starting to talk about maybe some Dungeons and Dragons at the table. Uh, I I think uh, at a point Oz kind of gets bored at the news and flips the channel over to MTV. 
uh, where you know the hit song uh, by Flock of Seagulls is playing on uh, their their video for Iran as uh, we play out and things seem to be getting back to normal at the very least for uh, our kids here. Good job. Good job. And as the credits roll just before <laughs> everything fades out, we cut to a small shack on the outskirts of town. Uh, it's kind of like a dirt road, just a like an old house there. And uh, we see... Uh, the same news report you guys were watching is the TV turns off and the camera pans away and we see a very familiar looking woman that we recognize from a number of pictures shaking her head. She's going, idiot. And we fade to black. It's a time traveling Stacy. That's <laughs> who Diane is. She's got the tennis racket in her shack. <laughs> oh my God. That's uh... how you should have ended it. <laughs> Was it ready? So thank you very much for joining us on this incredible adventure. Uh, that's going to wrap us for Tales from the Loop for now. Uh, maybe we'll come back to it at another point. But we're going to start switching up how we're approaching things here with our campaigns. Uh, apologies, scheduling has not been easy for us this year. And we've realized that when we're playing one game every six weeks, missing one session just really derails a lot of things. So going forward, we're actually going to be playing our games in uh, kind of like little mini series. So we'll get a number of D&D episodes in a row, follow, you know, once we reach a stopping point, we can do some more shadow run, hopefully also bring in other games since we don't have to cycle them through. So at some point in the future, it's entirely possible that our three kids will come back for another adventure in the weird, wild world of the 80s. But I believe uh, it's in two weeks, we will be scheduling some D&D &D and uh, seeing what happens in that weird tower with uh, visions of death and destruction. So I hope you can join us then. Thank you for listening to For The Lore. If you'd like to hear more from the guys, check out Popcorn Ronin with Roger and Vince, a movie, TV, and anime podcast, as well as Lore Watch, a Blizzard lore podcast co-starring Joe. And if you're into comic books, check out All Comics Considered with Marty and his crew.